Welcome to the spirit world, answering your questions on angels, demons, and how the spiritual and physical worlds interact. And now your hosts, Debbie Giorgiani and Adam Bly. Well, hello there, and welcome to the spirit world. I am Debbie Giorgiani with religious demonologist Adam Bly and co-host of this great show because you made it great. Our wonderful uh, spirit world uh, listeners, you're amazing. Today we're going to be tackling something that is kind of creeping into our lives and we don't even realize it. Um, so we're going to be discussing the occult today. Same old game. You'll see where we're going with this. But Adam, we always begin with the St. Michael prayer. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, St. Michael the Archangel, defend us in battle. Be our protection against the wickedness and snares of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray. And do thou, Prince of the Heavenly Host, by the power of God, cast into hell Satan and all the evil spirits who prowl about the world, seeking the ruin of souls. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. And we are live today, so we expect your calls. If you had any experience with this kind of... Um these kinds of games that that claim that they, you're you're contacting um, God, you're contacting the Holy Spirit, uh, Christian board games. We want to um, we want to hear your experience. We've got Tim at the phones um, with the gigantic Saint Michael statue right in front of him, so that's good for protection. I love that. We've got Taylor at the controls. He's our producer and he's doing a fine job. But we need to hear from you, so please dial this number eight seven seven. 757-9424. That is the number to call to get on the show. Um, we will do a little uh, background and history of this and, and what's going on and alert you of what's happening at uh, even some Christian gatherings. They're suggesting that this should be brought into Christian churches. This is very dangerous. Um, let me just quickly uh, let our listeners know, Adam, how this show came about. Um, this Christian board game, Ouija board game, uh, the Holy Spirit board um, uh, by Holy Spirit Games, that's the, we'll talk about the creator of this, um, this board game, is a uh, Ouija board that um, claims to directly connect you to Jesus. Okay, and they're making these very definite claims that this is all Christian, it's all going towards God and connecting with God, N definitely not with any demonic influence, demonic spirits, anything like that, right? Well, it's very dangerous because the way it's been um, marketed is extremely unsettling and disturbing. Why are we spending a whole hour on this? Because, let's face it, folks, People will look, go to go to uh, Amazon or some other online service, order this thinking, wow, it's Christian. They see the Christian title, they see the Holy Spirit title, and they just go for it. Because why? We live in a world, Adam, where everybody's clicking real fast and making decisions, and they're not even going uh, doing a deep dive on behind the scenes of what's happening. We will talk about the creator of this board game who claims he received a, um, a, a dream with an angel who told him exactly to do this. Um, and this is, is problematic on many levels. Please stop what you're doing and listen to this because 
you may say, oh, this is, this is not going to happen with my kid. This is not going to happen at, at a teen youth group. Um, you never know, folks. <laughs> I'm telling you, I've seen the craziest things in religious education happen when youth ministers think they're doing something good and they don't even realize that they're going in that direction. Okay, so Adam, I just wanted to set the stage. I need you to go into the history of this so we can get a clear understanding. Sure, Deb. So, you know, we've heard many times in in different areas within Christianity and Catholic Christianity, you know, that divination's bad, mediumship is bad, certainly black magic, Satanism is bad, and and there's grounds for that. But we often don't dig deeper and find out where is this current coming from in our culture, kind of what are the origins of that. Okay, so... And again, just so people can go check on their own, you can go uh, Google Vatican document, Jesus Christ, the bearer of the water of life. And that, t- that is a study the Vatican did on the New Age that condemns it. Uh, the Bible's very clear about black magic, about divination, such as the Ouija board, seeking to know the future, seeking to know hidden things, all of this stuff. And then, of course, the exorcist will tell you, you know, I, I work in that world. I'm a lay person, but I train exorcists. I'm at them every week. You know, I was at a, at a multiple exorcisms yesterday. We know that these doors lead to relationships with demonic spirits because we see the poor suffering people, and then we, you know, God willing, we see them freed and, and their joy. Okay, so that's the context most of us get, but but let's go really quickly through the history. So first off, The Garden of Eden, the story of the fall in the Garden of of Eden, is a cautionary tale about moral relativism. One way to interpret that is to show that the choice to decide for ourselves what is good and evil is actually what ruptures that deeper relationship with God. When we say that our individual judgment of our own behavior determines if it's good or bad, that is perhaps what the symbolism of eating of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil means. So we eat of that tree, we start rationalizing and judging our own behavior, and of course, uh, even no matter you know how bad our behavior is, as human beings, it's, it's our nature to rationalize it and justify it. And I worked in the prisons, uh, working in psychological services for years. I've worked with lots of guys who are trapped in a rationalization and a self kind of um, self-approval of the most horrific of behaviors. So it's just built into us. We all want to think we're good people. Okay. So the Bible starts by showing that the first rift comes from moral relativism of separating ourselves from the perspective of our creator and saying we judge what is good and bad. So it's no accident that the deeper we go into black magic systems, magical systems in general, moral relativism is core to them. And in fact, in the, in the real black magic systems, they seek to commit sins in order to break the person of the perspective that the exterior perspective of the creator is valid. Okay, so there's really a, a couple of wellsprings that the current occult stuff is coming from in the West. The first one is Freemasonry. And this started on June 24th, 1717 in England. And it initially was more of a philosophical and political think tank of people. They weren't actual stonemasons, but they were kind of basing themselves on the stonemasons from the Middle Ages, which was a, a trade guild that had secrets and secret handshakes. And, and they had different levels where you would learn more of the trade secrets as you went along. And we see this in the trades today, you know, journeyman, master electrician, that kind of thing. There's 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 
hints of the old guild system from the Middle Ages still around today. But the Freemasons were more political and philosophical and, and in some sense religious. Okay, so when they came about, they, within 20 years, were directly and publicly condemned by the Pope. And the uh, rule of the church has been, if you are a Catholic and become a Freemason, you are excommunicated. And it's been that way for a long, long time. There was a brief period of confusion about that. Uh, then Cardinal Ratzinger clarified this, and we will have an article, if you want to read all the details of that, on the Facebook page. We'll link to it. You know, I did did that research and dug up all the quotes. Uh, so you can see clearly there, you, you can't be a Catholic and a Freemason, and the excommunication is automatic. Even if people don't know you're a Freemason, the excommunication is there. Okay, so... Freemasonry really politically was more about uh, going against monarchies and, and things like that. That was a big part of it. And it wasn't really promoting any one religious system. But in Scottish Rite Freemasonry, it seems to have taken on a darker um, kind of cast to it. And this is at the higher levels. I want to remind everybody, I'm not saying all Freemasons are bad people. The beginning levels of Freemasonry is more of like a good old boys club. Um, it's more of a, usually a group of business people that are helping each other out that are kind of in this, you know, inside click kind of thing. And that's, that's where most people stop. Most people aren't going to the deeper and deeper levels of it where they might start revealing some of this darker stuff. So I'm not saying all Freemasons are bad people and nor that Freemasonry necessarily was in its conception at the beginning intended to be, you know, pursuing anything dark. But I think it got hijacked and we'll see this in a, in a couple ways here. So Albert Pike, he's probably the most famous American Freemason and he's considered the father of American Scottish Rite Freemasonry. Um, he wrote a number of books. He's very famous in the South. And, and in one of his books, I'll just give you one quote because there, there's a number out there. In Morals and Dogma, which is a book on Freemasonry, page 321, quote, Lucifer, the light bearer, strange and mysterious name to give to the spirit of darkness. Lucifer, son of the son of the morning. It is he who bears the light and with its splendors intolerable, blinds, feeble, sensual or selfish, selfish souls. Doubt it not. So there, there's, you know, a, a number of places where it gets darker, and there's some controversial stuff um, quoted from a letter he sent out that wasn't formally published. Okay, so Freemasonry does kind of get dark at the higher levels, but here's where it, it jumps. It qualitatively is in a different place, Deb. The OTO, the Ordo Templi Orientis, was created in 1903 in Europe. Okay, so long after Freemasonry is created, this other kind of uh, clique of people was created, and it was more kind of mystical and more pursuing the ideas of black magic. And we'll start unpacking the OTO, I guess, on the other side of that music. Okay, sounds great, Adam. And we want you to join us. We are live today. We're talking about the occult. Same old game, and it's affecting our children children in a very negative way please call in 877-757-9424 and adam referenced the facebook page it's growing you guys are joining facebook thank you at the spirit world podcast we'll be right back
feeling lost in a sea of overwhelm? Hi, this is Coach Felicity with Stand Tall Today Coaching Minute. Many people find themselves challenged with overwhelm. Too many things to take care of, too many people to please, too much work to do. And in spite of their best efforts, they continue to fall behind with this overwhelm coming in like a flood. But that's not the abundant life that Jesus wants you to live. That's why Stand Tall Today has experienced professional coaches that will assist you in dialing down that overwhelm. They'll help you get a grasp on where you are and to create a plan that enables you to take bite-sized steps of action so you can live an abundant life. Why not take your first step right now? Go to StandTallToday.com and find a coach that is just right for you. Because life is simply too short to stay lost in a sea of overwhelm. This is Coach Felicity with your Stand Tall Today Coaching Minute. A while back, I had a nice little chat with some Jehovah Witness ladies, and they tried to justify their claim to be Christian by saying the early Christians didn't believe Jesus was God. Is this true? Well, of course not. Let me share a few examples. Take John 1.1, where John describes Jesus as the Word and writes the Word was God. Now, in order to get around this, the JWs translate the phrase as the Word was a God. But this is based on a misunderstanding of Greek grammar. Consider also Colossians 2.9, where St. Paul writes, For in him, that is Jesus, the whole fullness of deity dwells bodily. In 1 Corinthians 8.6, Paul describes Jesus as the one through whom we exist. Isn't God the one ultimately responsible for the existence of things? So, contrary to what the JWs think, to be Christian, you must believe Jesus is God. I'm Carlo Broussard with a ready reason for Catholic Answers, Catholic.com. The Spirit World continues with Debbie Giorgiani and Adam Bly. If you have a question for the show, call 877-757-9424 or email tsw at grnonline.com. Thank you so much for sticking with us here at the Spirit World, talking about the occult today. And Adam's going to give us a little bit more of the history and the background. And then we're going to get into what is happening uh, to all of us today, um, because we are being inundated with this kind of, I'd like to, I'm just going to say it, it's garbage. It's absolute garbage, and they're trying to market it as things that we need in our lives to connect with God. I think it's the the uh, interesting thing about this, Adam, is the timing of all this. All of this is coming out uh, post-pandemic. Isn't that interesting when everybody felt like they were disconnected from God? So what a great what a great marketing strategy to get people hooked with this and then and they're getting uh, attached to demons through it. So Adam, continue on because this is important information you're sharing with us and we must know the history of this so we can we can um um, you know, be very vigilant and, and go forward with eyes wide open. Okay, so we had reviewed kind of the origin and history of Freemasonry, which was more of a political 
group certainly at the beginning and maybe got a little dark at the higher levels with Albert Pike and some others. Then the OTO came along, the Ordo Templi Orientis. It was created in 1903 in Europe. It was initially modeled after Freemasonry, but it promised to give the true insights and powers that Freemasonry held quicker to people if they would just pursue kind of the more um, kind of magical and esoteric stuff immediately as opposed to the social stuff at the lower levels that you see in Freemasonry. So um, that's what they were trying to do. It was basically kind of a magical system in the beginning. But after the first two generations of leadership there, a guy named Aleister Crowley took it over, and he took over the leadership. Most people have heard that name. He's the most famous black magician in Western civilization. Um, many people make excuses for him and excuses for the horrible things that he promoted, that he said, that he wrote about in his books. Um, he expressly wanted to be known as the B666. He wanted to bring about the end of the world. Um, he promoted really ugly things I can't even repeat on the radio. Okay, so he took the OTO over, and he injected kind of his very honestly kind of repulsive black magic stuff into it and made it even darker okay side note that's important here one of the goals of the OTO in addition to supposedly teaching the core of Freemasonry quickly was to revive the Illuminati uh, the Illuminati was a group started May 1st 1717 in Europe it went out of existence in 1775 its goal was to oppose religious influence over daily life primarily okay so the OTO is is trying to revive the Illuminati it's run by this guy who's who's very dark OTO kind of faded out of existence. It's mostly gone in the world, it seems. Um, it's still here in the West, certainly. Um, um, many of the details of their practices and rituals got published when they were kind of fading out and there was less control over their secrets. But it has survived. Uh, it's particularly here in the United States. You can go online and find this stuff. I'm not saying anything that isn't readily available online. And, and these are real physical lodges, you know, places that people go for these ceremonies, the, even the public ceremonies that, that they let people come and attend. And they tend to be in places of influence, like Hollywood, uh, like around politics, that type of thing. Okay. Uh, and by the way, the OTO, of course, um, downplays or, or doesn't talk about the more repulsive stuff that Crowley introduced into it because that would kind of you know, that would shy people away from them it, it's not it's not attractive stuff so a lot of the Crowley stuff um, isn't talked about so much at the beginning when people get into it now they do seem to be having an influence over our culture in terms of promoting uh, this idea you know of the garden you can become like God uh, if you use magic divination spirit communication mediumship all of this you can be become like God. And also, they seem to be promoting the Illuminati goal of, of removing religious influence over life. Now, they're not behind everything. I'm not saying this is a big conspiracy that they're behind everything. This is a, a thread within Western civilization that's very real. But there's examples of their agenda that are popping up in our culture, the promoting of witchcraft, the promoting of black magic, normalizing Satanism, normalizing channeling, normalizing mediumship, uh, spirit communication in the form of the ghost hunting shows. There's a lot of things that line up with what the OTO is trying to do. Okay, and, and footnote on this, if you look at the name OTO, Ordo Templi Orientis, it really looks to the east for the sources of mysticism and magic, uh, even in its name right there. And it perhaps is no accident that yoga from the east, Reiki from the east, um, some of the demonic anime that we see that 
had was been very popular in kind of an underground way here looks to the east even things that are popular in our imagery in egyptian magic and things like this looking to the east a lot of the threads of the occult come in with it the, they come from an eastern context it's also perhaps no accident that the central book to Aleister Crowley's religion was supposedly dictated to him by a demon that he summoned, a demon that he drew a picture of that looks strikingly similar to what the gray alien is that we've all seen in our modern culture. But he drew that picture in 1921, long before gray aliens were a trope or, or we had that imagery uh, in our culture. And finally, um, it's also, perhaps no accident that the name Aleister Crowley or Crowley appears so much in the famous music uh, within our culture, not everywhere, but certainly comes up in a number of places. So basically, there there is a thread of influential people. Um, they don't have huge influence, but they're trying to have influence, and they are promoting separating from God's divine law and God's perspective and relying on moral relativism and seeking power through magic. And that's basically it, Deb. Well, that's a lot. And let's let's move that to uh, present day. And uh, this is very disturbing. This is why we're, we're trying to go as fast as we possibly can. But Adam and I are committed to getting the word out um, and continue to post articles and um, resources for you so you can educate your families because, you know, parents, grandparents, you're you're the primary catechist in your in your home. So please um, be educating your family members. And if you go to our our Facebook page, just like us there at the Spirit World Podcast. We're going to be um, we're going to be posting uh, the Catholic News Agency article that just came out a couple months ago about this particular board game, um, this 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 so-called Christian Ouija board game, um, and the exorcist that uh, is mentioned in the article said it is is clearly demonic. Um, we're also going to be mentioning um, you know the tarot card readings and. Um, fortune telling and all these um, quote unquote uh, really cool party events right because if you go to plan a wedding right now okay so young young folks if you're listening and you're planning to get married when you go to an event planner they're going to hand you a card that says you want your wedding to be the best and the most unique ever so you should have a tarot card reader there because your guests will always remember your wedding this is dangerous. This is demonic. And Adam and I are, are really um, trying our hardest to get the word out quickly. This needs to be stopped immediately because kids are falling into this. They don't even, they're not even aware what's happening. And let me just share something with you folks. If you think that these kinds of activities and events aren't gaining popularity, well, just go look at the Amazon stats at the bottom of each of, of these products that are being introduced. Okay. It's ranking pretty high. Okay, which means that people are buying them. All right, that's dangerous. And they're even saying, oh, it's safe for eight years and older. Hmm, oh, just over the age of reason. Very interesting. You see how this is, is we've got to put the puzzle pieces together. So, Adam, if it's okay with you, let's go to the phones. We have full phone lines. Uh, please, uh, when a line becomes open, call in. Uh, eight three. Um, here's the number. I was going to give you the take two number. See, um, that's take two with Jerry and Debbie. That's the weekday show. This is a, this is our spirit world. Eight seven 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 five seven nine four two four.
four. You can hear the the passion um, and the urgency in my voice, folks. It's that simple. This is very disturbing. I'm a parent and a grandparent, and we've got it. We've got to get a hold of this and stop this. This is a slippery slope that is going to get our kids um, tangled in a mess. And Adam, let's not forget we have on Facebook. Um, Stephen had sent in a message on Facebook about addressing um, John Edward and Teresa Caputo, uh, the Long Island medium, because apparently they have Catholic backgrounds or or they claim they're Catholic. And so again, you know, when you when you state up front, oh, I'm a Catholic, but I'm a psychic, and there's a problem there, folks. There's a problem. Okay, you know, this is not exactly um, on topic, but let's go to Sam in, in Texas on iHeartRadio. Why, Sam? Because you called in so early, and I, and I don't want you to wait the entire show, and you're not, it's not exactly on topic, but we can address it. So, Sam, take it away. Welcome to the spirit world. Thank you so much. It's my first time calling, so I'll try to make a little bit brief. But um, in a nutshell, basically, I suffer with chronic illness. And my mom, she's really trying to help me and, you know, get me healed and stuff. But recently, we went to go see an acupuncture, and I just didn't feel right with it. And I noticed in her office, she never talked about it, but she had, like, crystals and kind of zodiac signs. And so I don't know what to do. And my mom, she um, she's like, we're not buying that stuff, so we're not practicing that. But I looked into acupuncture a little bit, and I saw that it has to do with, like, Taoism or something, like a religion back in the days. <laughs> so if you guys could address it for me or help me, you know, give me some advice, that yes. would be very helpful. Sure, Sam. So... Um, basically the, the short version is I wouldn't do that. Go to confession just to be safe and confess it, particularly because of the crystals and the other stuff around that in that context that it's taking on kind of a, a magical or, or esoteric um, context for that practice. So, you know, we don't have time to unpack all of acupuncture. Um, but it's essentially a traditional Chinese medicine. I, I do believe similar things have been used in other other Asian contexts. Um, it is used by some doctors in some limited contexts, particularly for like an anesthetic effect to, to stimulate or shut down certain nerves in the body. But in general, I would just avoid it because the premise that it's based on is not supported by science. And so it essentially is seeking to manipulate energy in the body. Mm-hmm. And and in my experience with many cases over the years, whenever you get into something esoteric where you're trying to project energy or manipulate it in the body, it, it leads to problems spiritually. Um, that's not the kind of stuff we're supposed to be doing. Um, I would read the article that I mentioned before, Jesus Christ, the Bearer of the Water of Life, which is a Vatican study on the New Age that covers many, many what we would call New Age practices. Um, I don't recall right now whether acupuncture is specifically mentioned in there. I believe it is, but I will check after the show. But I can tell you from experience, um, when you see the trappings in the office, that it's more esoteric uh, and occult and touching on witchcraft with the crystals, you need to avoid it. Mm-hmm. And Sam, uh, you hear the music. If you can hang on just a little longer, I just want to share a couple things for you because I can hear it in your voice that, you know, living with this chronic illness, that's tough. And we want to be there for you in prayer and support. So hang on, Sam. Um, stay, uh, stick with us. Um, you hear that music. We're going we're gonna to hit the pause button. When we come back, um, we will uh, take more of your 
your calls, Michael and Julia and John and Deacon Paul and the others, please call us 877-757-9424. We're talking about the occult today. It's the same old game, folks. We'll be right back. Have you heard about life coaching? Hi, this is Coach Felicity with your Stand Tall Today Coaching Minute. Coaching is one of the things Jesus did with his disciples. Whenever they were stuck, overwhelmed, or even struggling a bit, Jesus asked questions that brought clarity and hope. He then used ongoing conversations that helped them to navigate the path and completely change their lives. Just like the disciples, we too can find ourselves feeling stuck, overwhelmed, and struggling a bit. Maybe you need help in your marriage or with a parenting issue. You're navigating a loss, you want to improve your health, or advance your career. At StandTallToday.com, our experienced coaches will help you to take another look at life, renew your hope, get past those challenges, and step into living abundantly. You can find out more about coaching and schedule a free introductory call by visiting us at StandTallToday.com. Listen, life is too short to stay stuck. Contact us at StandTallToday.com. This is a Messy Family Minute with Mike and Alicia Hernan. If you're looking for a gift to give your spouse that's not fattening or expensive, listen in. This is one of the most precious things you have, but you can give it to them every day. Do you know what it is? Your time. Do you have time every day where you and your spouse check in and connect together? If you don't, start brainstorming right now about when you could fit it in. Maybe when you both arrive home, you can take a few minutes to step in private just to ask how our day was. Maybe it's getting a few minutes earlier in the morning to make coffee together. It doesn't need to be long, but it does need to happen every day. If you and your spouse are ships passing in the night during a busy season of life, take at least five minutes alone to hug, talk, check in, and connect. A successful marriage is made up of little things like this. Commit to having a daily connection with your spouse. It may turn out to be the most important gift you've ever given. To find out more about connecting with your spouse, visit us at MessyFamilyMinute.org. The Spirit World continues with Debbie Giorgiani and Adam Bly. If you have a question for the show, call 877-757-9424 or email tsw at grnonline.com. We want to thank um, EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network for airing this show. We are so grateful. Uh, EWTN is wonderful because it's everywhere. So that's why we are getting calls and comments from around the world. So thank you. We, you guys are saying that you love the spirit world because we're giving you some uh, practical advice and some things that you can use right away and the history behind it. Um, so thanks. Pray for us. Uh, it's a lot, and we're, and we're doing our very best. Um, but uh, we, we count on you because we're, that's why we chose to make it a live call-in show so you can be part of, of uh, the journey. Sam in, in Texas has uh, a really good question about acupuncture, and we did hit the pause button, Adam, and it gave you just enough time to check on a few things, and then I want to uh, just have a few comments for Sam. 
Sure. So, Sam, I, I was able to check, and in, in the document, Jesus Christ, the Bearer of the Water of Life, which is an authoritative Vatican document, so for us Catholics, um, acupuncture is listed as one of the New Age practices that they are saying we should not be involved in. So that's an that's authoritative guidance for uh, us Catholic Christians. So you do want to stay away from that no matter what, okay? Mm-hmm. Okay, Sam, and a couple, just a um, a quick question: Are you Catholic? Yes, ma'am, I am Catholic. Okay, okay, then definitely, I would suggest just to, uh, Adams um, shared it, and I, just to be clear, just just to make sure you're clear and get anything you know kind of off of you and your mom, I would definitely go to confession, wipe it clean, mm-hmm. because of the way that that acupuncturist had all the crystals and the other. Um, the other uh, belief systems in in her in her uh, in her 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 practice uh, that's con- I'm, that concerns me. Okay, that means that she is is she believes that. Okay, she um, um you know uh, she believes that that can actually help with her patients. I would stay away from it, Sam. And I will tell you that I know that I know that a lot of doctors. Are, are suggesting acupuncture for people with chronic illness. I know that because I was suggested um, by my by d- various medical professionals. I they suggested to me to go to an acupunct- acupuncturist, and the, I saw the same thing as soon as I walked into the shop, if you will. It was it was it's it's not right for us as as um, as Christians. So I would suggest here's what I would do. I would go try to go to a healing mass for you. I would get on as many prayer chains as possible. Sam, we are seeing miracles happen with people with chronic illness through the power of prayer. I would really uh, enlist a team around you to help with that. And then I would also explore um, very, very, um, you know, with along with your doctors or what they're what they are prescribing. I would also explore just, you know, kind of, um, you know, health and and wellness, um, you know, as various things like exercise and eating and, and clean eating and stuff like that. And I, I'm not a doctor or anything, but I'm just saying it worked for me, Sam. It helped relieve some of some of the things. So I don't know exactly what you're dealing with, but I just want you to know you've got a big prayer team around you, just even with the spirit world. But I'm going to also put you on the Take Two Family Prayer Book because we want you to get healed from this. Okay. Thank you so much. And um, what was the body, or what was the article again? I have a really bad memory. Sure. I could show my mom. Jesus Christ. The bearer of the water of life. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Okay. Keep us posted, okay, Thank Sam? You so You're welcome. Okay. God, Thank you so much. God, Thank you. God both. bless you. God bless you. Thank you. Okay. We're going to go to Julia, and Julia is in Indianapolis, Indiana, on the EWTN app. Hi, Julia. Thanks for waiting, and welcome to the spirit world. Hi, Debbie. Thank you for taking my call. Last week, I uh, went to my public library, which I had not been there for a while, so I picked up a flyer, and it, under one of the programs, it says Fall Break Program, it's Tarot 101, and the questions are, it's pretty much saying, Tarot for a fun way to gain insight and awareness for teens and adults. So I guess my question is, I'm concerned about this, that they're offering this to our teens, and I'm thinking about going to the class just to find out what's going on. 
Mm-hmm. Okay. Any suggestions? Well, Julia, I mean, you can go to it just to do the research. I, you know, I wouldn't obviously engage in 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 doing divination with any any kind of medium, and tarot cards is just one of them. Um, I mean, unfortunately, well, we have a lot of wonderful freedoms here in the United States, and and I've. I'm very grateful for them, and that includes freedom of religion and the freedom to practice this kind of thing. So we can't go in and, and start dictating in the in the uh, in the civil kind of community and town square that people can't do these things. But if you if you want to learn a little bit about it or see if they're linking it to other things and encouraging other you know areas like Wicca or uh, other forms of magic uh, in order to guide your 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 teens or your friends then that would be fine. Just keep keep it clear in mind that you're just there to do that research. Mm-hmm. I, I agree with Adam, Julia. Definitely, if you're going to do, if you're going to uh, take that position of research, then then isn't there a level of of kind of protection, Adam? If you're doing it by research, not out of curiosity, just just kind of uh, talk about that for a moment. Yeah, I mean, one thing I've seen is in, in working on cases over the years, if you're a willing uh, and willing and interested to observe black magic, that can be problematic, not as much as doing it, but that can be problematic. So you just want to watch your heart and your mind and make sure it's not turning to a fascination. Mm-hmm. If you're there simply to figure out what are, what is this person spreading in my community, I think that would be fine. I would say, you know, it should be a fully formed adult that's that's doing that kind of thing so you can be clear in your mind and it's not leading to fascination. Right, right. And Julia, what uh, this is what I would do. You don't have to do what I would do, but if this was happening at a public library, just by the title of it, Tarot 101, you don't even have to go and see because you, wouldn't you say Adam just by the title of it, um it could it, it could be problematic. I would just I uh, I would just call um, your your city, I would just make a, just lodge a complaint and just say, listen, I'm against this just by your title. This is demonic. Thank you very much. Have a nice day. I mean, because I've, I've learned that, you know, we need to call it what it is. It's demonic. All of this is demonic. Everything is, it, you, when you look at anything that is against God, what is it? It's demonic. It's the opposite. And so we, we just should call it, the, the thing I think we are, okay, we sometimes are, a little bit hesitant. I'm not saying you are, Julia, but we're hesitant as Christians. First of all, we tend to be very passive and we don't want any confrontation, right? We don't have to have confrontation. We just state it. Hey, this is a public library. Okay. I live in this city. The Tarot 101, that's demonic. Thank you very much. Have a nice day. <laughs> that's what I would do. And I'd may, I'd, I would just, I would just hit it right down, right down the center, Julia. What do you say? I think your advice is great. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, here's you know here, the funny thing about it is I've noticed I've I've noticed this, and maybe this comes from my experience in religious education for so many years. We dance around so many things. Just call it what it is. It's demonic, and and be done with it. And then at least you're planting that seed in somebody's head that they're, we're on to them. We understand what they're doing. Maybe they'll think twice. You know, I just I just saw somebody just sent me Julia and and Adam. Somebody just sent me a notice that you know remember how they do drag queen story hours in public libraries? Now they're doing drag queen bingos. 
bingo. So people are people are going to their local lodge or whatever, playing bingo, and it's 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 um, done by a, a it's a drag queen bingo. I mean, this is at, see this is the slippery slope I'm talking about. We're just going further and further, spiraling down and offend, offending God each and every time we 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 allow these things to happen. Okay, Julia, I'm sorry I went on a, a little bit of a soapbox there, but only because this thing this thing infuriates me. Not all of what we're dealing with because life is hard enough. We don't need all this added garbage. What do you say, Julia? Final comments. Well, it causes me anxiety as well, so. I will probably make that call and yeah. See what's I wouldn't. Going on. I wouldn't waste your. I, if it were me, would you? I, would you waste your time sitting in that class? Because it it would just it would make my my blood pressure go sky high. What yeah. what would you? Do? Yeah. What would you do, Adam? No, I wouldn't because I already know what it's about, and it's not gonna it's not gonna do much good. Right. And that's just gonna just increase your anxiety. Yeah, I would just make that phone call and just and you know document that you made the phone call what in what you said in the call and everything just to make sure you know nothing boomerangs back because we're in a strange world <laughs> you know julia so you you know what to do sure thank you so much god bless you thank you you're a wonderful soul okay brandon is up next and brandon is in uh johnson city texas i don't know where that is guadalupe radio network is the way he's uh the way he's listening and wait a minute listen to this just stumbled across the station wow thank you welcome brandon well thank you absolutely and i'm, I'm very impressed with uh what y'all are discussing i i would have never thought i would have heard this discussion uh being had on the radio so johnson city is actually right outside of uh austin area Oh, okay. Oh, you live in a beautiful part of the country. Oh, indeed I do. And lots of folks are, are moving here, too, and pumping <laughs> up the prices. So good for the economy. Right. Uh, right. But I, I don't know if, if y'all stated my question. I, I was just curious if uh, I, I heard Adam discussing Aleister Crowley and the dark magic side of the Freemason. And we know with the checkerboard that there's the white side or the white magic side, too. And I was just curious because I only got to hear about five minutes of his discussion if he touched on the the white side or the, the false light side for the for the listeners to be educated on. Sure, and and Brandon, we don't have time to unpack all the symbolism and and the stuff in Freemasonry. But basically, what addresses your question is, in Freemasonry, they don't say that any one religious system or philosophical system is valid. They say any one that you bring is fine, and then as you go through the degrees, mm -hmm. you you learn about all of them uh, from around the world. And the white and the black is representative of that moral relativism, that that magic done with bad intent or good intent, um, you know, is is kind of a different thing, and we. Can be quote unquote good magicians. There's there's a bunch of ideas in there that soften the soften it, but at its core, it is I can be like God. At its core, it is the temptation in the garden that a mere human being, through appeasing spiritual forces, can become godlike and have powers. And that's what magic proposes. You know, the magic mindset is my will be done. The Christian mindset is thy will be done. It's a submission to God's will, which in the end we're all going to submit to God's will. Um, so, so, yeah, whether you call it white or black magic doesn't matter. It's about your will being pushed on other people in the world, which is the goal of magic, mm -hmm. which is I decide how you are going to think or behave. So, yeah. Right. Yeah, and, I, and I, I just been, I mean, two years ago we started listening into the Freemasonry. I know that they're all about works. They believe the works is what get them to where they, they need to be, and, and they believe in deities more so than, than going through Christ uh, to, is, is the way to be saved. And so 
Um, but what I understand with the with the light magic side, you have the Luciferian side and the Satanist side. And the Satanist side are the ones within the Masons that are you know, ushering, like when you see the NWO, all the demonic stuff, the stuff you see in the libraries, the children's books. And the light side, the Luciferian side, looks at uh, Lucifer as the bringer of knowledge, the one that was enlightening humans to, to the truth in the world. And so that's what the battle that I understand is going on. Not, and, and you mentioned it in politics, too. I mean, you look at yeah. a, lot, a lot of my friends are full believers in General Flynn. If you listen to General Flynn, he quoted Alice Bailey, who started Lucifer Trust. He quoted a prayer for her, and she's a big New Ager. And so these, a, lot of, a lot of my Christian friends are being deceived into following these politicians and not really focusing on what truly matters. And so I've been struggling with trying to wake them up to this, this left versus right paradigm that they're, they're, they're still stuck in between. Yeah, and, and you mentioned something there, and then we'll move on to the next caller, I think, Brandon, because sure. there's so many people waiting. But you mentioned something that's really key, and that is at the core of a lot of these black magic systems is the teaching that Lucifer's the good guy, he's the bringer of light, mm -hmm. he's trying to free humans, and that God the Father, the Christian God the Father, is actually the bad guy. And people genuinely believe this, and they need people to embrace that idea in order to walk down that path for most people, because we want to feel like we're good people. We want to feel like we're making the right choices and doing, quote-unquote, good things. Uh, but they, So they need to flip the narrative. And so, yeah, you'll, you'll basically see that playing out in so many of these systems. Yeah. Well, thank you for what you're doing, Adam. I, I really do appreciate it. Y'all keep up the good work. Thank, Thank you, Brandon. Brandon. Thank you. you, Brandon. We hope you continue to listen to The Spirit World. Like us on Facebook, if you can, at The Spirit World Podcast, because all of the uh, resources are posted there. Thank you, Brandon. From Johnson City, Texas, just west of Austin. I love that. Okay, we're going to go to Deacon Paul, our friend Deacon Paul, who's been with us from the very beginning of The Spirit World in San, Santa Barbara, California, on uh, the uh, Guadalupe Radio Network app. Hello, Deacon. Uh, good morning. Love and prayers to both you and your staff for all you do and appreciate all the love that you give us with all the information. My question is to both of you is that um, I know Pope Francis pushes a lot about uh, everything that goes on with demonic and, and all the stuff that happens with witchcraft. Why is it that isn't more of a push towards the bishops and also to the priests and I also ask people who actually who teach confirmation and baptism classes to push more about a more of a self-defense spiritually, know what they're teaching to actually say this is what we have to do to save our souls because that's what the sacraments are for. Also, that um, the love of Christ is always with us, but I think there needs to be more education and more push, not only from the teachers who teach religious classes, but also from our clergy. And I wonder why isn't that happening? Well, Deacon, before Adam responds, let me just share um, with you and our wonderful Spirit World audience that um, this is my experience from religious education. Um, the, the clergy is hesitant to share this because it's a downer. It's a downer. It turns people off. It makes them um, feel very down, depressed. Um, it, it really is not something they want to uh, address on a regular basis because they're trying to uh, keep things more upbeat and obviously build ministry. And with ministry, builds tithing. And with tithing, keeps the parish going strong. Um, that's my um, experience of it. It's not that they don't understand it. They see it. And then when you talk to uh, a lot of priests and, and deacons, they will 
will tell you, yeah, this is demonic, but they're hesitant to to speak it um, from the pulpit. That's that's just my experience, um, Adam. Yeah, Deb, and there's another layer to it. I think with um, <clears throat> a lot of the priests that that came through the seminary, say in the 70s and 80s, perhaps the 90s also. They really weren't taught much about any of this. They weren't taught much about the reality of the demonic, um, you know, what leads to problems where the church has to intervene with deliverance and exorcism. It was really um, downplayed here in the West. Um, And so a lot of priests feel unequipped to preach about this. You know, we were just talking after the exorcisms yesterday, um, our main exorcist, we were just chatting afterwards and debriefing, and he said, you know, he tries to slip in and, and preach during his homilies a little bit on the reality of all this because he just sees that there is it's it's like we have blinders on in the West, you know, that 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 old trope about the devil's greatest trick is to convince us he doesn't exist, that he's not real. Um, it's a real need and and I think there's a few reasons, Deacon, that that's happening. I th- think Deb is right. They don't want to offend anybody. Uh, it's not attractive. But on the other hand, we have a moral obligation to educate other people. And, you know, this is out of love. It's not like it's us versus them, that the humans that have been sucked into these systems are evil and we need to oppose them and attack them. We're all human beings. We're brothers and sisters. I love everybody. I love the people that have been trapped in these systems. And I, and I pray that Jesus give you the grace to see the truth of it. For instance, just try not doing what these things say for a few weeks and see what happens. You'll find out they're not your friend. Um, people think these things are friendly entities. They're not. So what we're doing is not not to be pick a fight or, or be in conflict with other humans. Our mutual enemy is these fallen angels. And we're doing this out of love that hopefully a few people will be pulled out of their trap. Yeah, it's, it's very interesting because when I talk to people on a, on a certain basis with that, I usually tell them that God loves them and that he is the ultimate of all and never to fear anything. Mm-hmm. And I try to make it into a positive uh, way that they, they feel more instilled, that they have more control over anything that does arise, and right. if they ever need anything, to give me a call. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah. You don't want to, be, you don't want to be, have your spiritual life based on fear. It, it shouldn't be a defensive right. thing. I need to get this medal and do this prayer to keep the devil away. No, it should be based on a loving relationship focused on Jesus, focused on God. I do these things because it pleases God and it brings me closer to God. The devil's incidental off to the side. He should not be yeah. what's driving your spiritual life in any way or your religious life. Um, he is an incidental player in the drama. The drama is between you and God. Yeah. I thank you so much for everything, and I hope everybody listens to this program and spreads the word. Oh, thank, thank you, Deacon. Deacon. Thank you so much for your saying yes to your vocation. Thank you. Um, I want to just quickly address this about, I said I was going to address uh, the creator of that Holy Spirit, uh, so-called uh, Holy Spirit Christian Ouija board. Uh, this young man, Jish Ma- uh, Matthews, um, the founder of Holy Spirit Games, at the end of, on the homepage of his, of, of his website, this is what he says, and this is why it's so disturbing, folks. So just, just listen to this one little paragraph and you'll see that we're in trouble and you get an impressionable young person who has feelings of, of being abandoned or they're lost or they're, you know, they feel alone. This is very dangerous. On, on his homepage, he's, he ta- he's talking about this Christian Ouija board that he says he got through a dream from an angel. He says, and remember, 
anyone who says the Holy Spirit board doesn't work is both a liar and a sinner in the eyes of our Lord. Amen. That's how he ends that that part to encourage all of us to go get his creation, what he thinks is a connection to Jesus. This is dangerous. Please, I if, if you have a, a, a teenager, I would alert them and, and say, please, if you if you come anywhere near this, run, because this is, you know, he and, and the, the thought of him making such a bold statement to all of us like that. What, what do you say to that, Adam? Yeah, I mean, it, it goes back to where we started. It goes back to the garden. You can be like God. Some spirit in a dream has basically told him, you are the judge and jury. You define what God's laws are. Not the Bible, not the you know the revealed word of God, um, not not the the church, but you decide. And if mm-hmm. and it's if you decide it's the other way, then it's all invalid. And that mm-hmm. is the height of arrogance. That's right. That's right. Okay, if we don't get to you today, Tim, um, our call screener today, is doing such a great job. He's also supervising everything. He's our senior producer there, uh, Tim Mott. He's doing great uh, wearing a couple different hats here. Um, But Tim will get your question, and we will address it next week on our open forum mailbag show. So we want to make sure we get to everyone. So let's go back to the phones. John, I hope I have your city correct. Lancashire, Pennsylvania, on Sirius XM 130. Did I correct your? Did I uh, say your uh, city uh, correct, John? Yes, you did. It is Lancaster. Oh, it's Lancaster. Okay, okay. Yes. It's ri- it's written differently here. Okay. See, I was just bragging about Tim. Now I'm going to take all those compliments back. Okay. So that Lancaster, I know it very well. My sister uh, lives in Pennsylvania. So hello, John. Welcome to the Spirit World. Hello, and I will just mention that I did see Adam Bly at St. Mary's Church a couple years ago during Lent, and I would encourage any listener, uh, Adam, it was very uplifting what you talked about. It was very, very good. So I would encourage anybody that, that to go see you if they have it, and, you, and they have that opportunity. Well, thank you, John, but anything good is God's. I, yeah, I, I'm not contributing anything here. It's all his information. Uh, yeah, so the uh, question I had is I was watching Jim Caviezel today, a little blurb, and he was talking about this sex trafficking movie, and then he went for, you know, the evil and the horror, you know, 30 million kids, and and you, you, you couple that sex trafficking with these minors, and then you couple that with abortion, and then you get a partial birth abortion, and now California has proposed a law to allow a mother, this was what Jim said, I haven't researched this, but to kill her baby up to 27 days after it's born. Mm. And you see that, and I just wonder, so you see that anti-life movement, you see that, those issues, do you see a connection? And and so we're going to have to, unfortunately, we're going to have to wrap it up there, but that is a great topic for a future show where we can dive into all the issues around abortion and those laws. Absolutely. John, we will address it. I, I know where you're going with this. And, and Michael and Sandra and the others, We uh, Tim will pick up the phone and get your question. We'll address it uh, next week at the Open Forum Mailbag Show. Well, until next Saturday, Adam and I wish you a beautiful and blessed week. We'll see you real soon.